This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sergeant and Mrs. Smith, you're going to love this house. Is that a tub in the kitchen? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to edition number six of That Mill Podcast, season 2021-22. Hope you're doing well. Today, joining me, we just have myself and Mr. Kai Bennett. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Good win last night. So, yeah, lovely to be back at the den and looking forward to talking about it. That's it, mate. I think uh, Mill obviously won 2-1 last night against Portsmouth, League One opposition. We're going to detail that in length in a moment and also talk about Saturday's game against Blackburn Rovers. So, we'll get straight into part number one now. And welcome to the first part of the show. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, like the video, and obviously check us out on our Twitter handle at that mill pod. Uh, check out our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk as well. So Kai, Mill 121 yesterday, mate. We're into the next round of the cup. I've called the show, Mill still in the hat. I think um job well done yesterday, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um after after a you know a little bit of a I guess a shaky start. Um, you know, which is to be expected, I guess, with Portsmouth bringing down two thousand. Uh, they were always going to start fast. And I, I think they did a little bit what we did against QPR on, on Saturday. They started so quick that they couldn't um, keep it up for more, you know, keep it up for a, for a long period of time. 
And after sort of 20 minutes, they, they started to fade away a little bit. And that's when we came into the game. I thought, you know, good goal from, take good, well-taken goals from Scott Malone and George Saville. Um, you know, obviously gave us the win. And second half, it could have been a little bit more comfortable had we have taken, had we taken our chances. Yeah, I mean, obviously the goal from Portsmouth came from an ex-Bromley player, actually. I don't know if you recognise the name, Kai. It was Rico Hackett-Fairchild. I think Portsmouth signed a couple of their players in the last couple of years, just like youngsters for their 23s who've developed and gone on. And to be fair to him, he took the goal great in the first half, didn't he? And it was obviously kind of not the ideal start. But like you said, the bounce back was good there. Obviously, two goals in the first half from Millwall. Scott Malone get his first of the season. And obviously, George Savile get his first back for the club. I think, you know, important goals there from two really kind of stand-up players yesterday. Yeah, really, really good to see uh, alone in amongst the goals uh, still. Um, his goals were crucial last year, weren't they? And we didn't, we couldn't quite manage to bridge the gap between the playoffs. This year, that he's going to have to match that if we want to continue to um, to try and get there. Um, the George Savile's goals will be crucial. I mean, ten goals wasn't it uh, before he left to go to Borough in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can replicate that, and by by last night's finish, it was a fantastic finish. He had to really adjust his feet there. Um, if he can replicate this, that season and the way he's been with Borough over the last couple of years, it will it will give us a lot more goals from midfield, which would be crucial, which is something we definitely lacked last season. How did it feel to be back at the Den for the first time in, uh, what, 17, 18 months? I thought for myself it was just great to be back. Obviously, we had the game on the weekend, but nothing beats turning up at the, the, the Messiah, as it's called, the Den, mate. That's what it's about. No, nah, definitely. I mean, QPR was, was, was great, but last night was special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being back at the den, uh, you know, somewhere you haven't been for, you know, for all that time. And and funny enough, I not, nothing's really changed. There's still marks on the wall that were there 18 months ago. <laughs> so it was nice to see that it was the same old, same old den, which is lovely to see. I, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. it. Was just getting there was 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 felt weird. Um, the, the journey was was strange, and then literally just walking into the ground was was even more special. And you know, going up to your seat, sitting in your seat, and seeing everyone around you that that you haven't seen for. 16, 17 months, however long it's been. It's, that was really nice and it just feels like a big step back to normality and hopefully Mill can do something special this year. I mean, you say not much has changed. I think if we've got the groundsman listening to us, they'll probably bite your ear off, mate, going, what's the yeah. other now? Because that pitch yesterday looks oh, amazing, yeah. didn't it? I mean, obviously, the club spoke about it a lot in the summer, didn't they, where they took the whole thing up for the first time since we moved to the new den. Um, and obviously, like, they've relayed the whole surface completely. And I thought it held up well, obviously, his first game of season back. But the pitch was glistening, wasn't it? It was like a carpet, as we said in our chat yesterday night. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that was the only thing, I guess, that, that has changed, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, um, no, that no, was nice. It's um, it's always hard to tell, isn't it, at the start of the season? Because the pitches are always lovely at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, they, they start to sort of, you know, get worse and worse as the season goes on. But no, that, that pitch, just it looked, um, it was glowing, as, as, as you know, in its sort of term to use it. And it played really well. I thought they... I think they will pass it really, really well last night. And that was that could be turned down to the pitch. I mean, the pitch helps that. Um, mm. you know, last last season when the pitch wasn't so great, it was hard to get passes going because of it. Um but yeah, this season with the pitch being nicer, it'll be be good to see whether we can um whether we can be a bit more, you know, play along the ground and play the way I think Gary Rout wants to. Definitely, and hopefully get some momentum going. I mean, we'll talk about the team. Obviously, you predicted the team that I saw in our chat yesterday, which was slightly off different to what Rowett went for. Close enough, I'd say. But obviously, I was quite surprised on how strong the team was, Kai, in reality. But, you know, I think, obviously, momentum, like we're saying, is quite important. He went with George Long in goal. I think we both predicted Long would start, didn't we? Um, a back three of, uh, I think it was Ryan Leonard, right centre-half, Hutchinson in the middle, and Jake Cooper, left centre-half. Malone, left wing-back. Marlon Romeo, right wing-back, in for Danny Mack. A midfield two this time of Savile and Keithton Belt, who we both obviously really impressed with. 
And then obviously we had Bradshaw and Ophobia up front with Jedwise just behind him. I mean, quite a strong team, like I said, they're kind. Obviously a little bit of a different shape there as well with two midfielders. Yeah, really interesting that he, he keeps putting Leonard when he brings Leonard on or when he when he talks about Leonard, he's, he wants to almost play him as a centre-back. Uh, when I first saw the team yesterday, I thought that it would be something like Leonard and Keith and holding with Savoyne behind. And I wasn't quite sure where Jed fitted into that and you know where the two strikers fitted into that. But obviously when the game got going, it made sense where he was playing. And I thought Leonard played reasonably well. I thought that, you know, the second goal came from Leonard's his starting run mm-hmm. out from the back and, you know, eventually found Bradshaw. But yeah, it was a it was a good lineup. Good to see George Long make his debut. Um, I mean, uh, uh, one thing I will say about Long is his distribution looks fantastic. How calm he is on the ball when he gets it back is, is really, really good to see. And yeah, Cooper played well. So overall, it was quite a yeah, good performance. I think obviously competition for places, we've already spoken about it, but to have the players come in yesterday and perform like they did, I think I put a tweet out this morning on the Twitter handle, like I think that's what impressed me the most. You're right about long. Um, I thought obviously Leonard playing right centre-half, it's actually a position he played with at Sheffield United, which I, I wasn't aware of, but I think he mentioned it in an interview recently where he played that position before. Um, so he, obviously he's capable of doing it and done the job for us last season, but I think it's that ability to run forward with the ball from deep, isn't it, Kai? That obviously is a big strength of, he, of his to play in that position. Yeah, he likes to drive forward, and that's what that's what we've been, I guess, missing as such. Sometimes when there's space in front of him, like like Rob Dickey did against us on Saturday with QPR, he, he you know he, he drove forward with it, and he and look at the rewards that, he, that you've got from that. I mean, it's same with Hutch and Cooper. I mean, we know Cooper likes to go on a darting run every so often, and I applaud him for that because Cooper's brilliant when he goes to them. I don't think anyone wants to go anywhere near him when he goes on it. He's and definitely then, getting better, isn't he? He's getting better with the ball, yeah. Cooper, to be fair to him. At times, I'm like, oh, here we go. But then, fair play to him. He seems to go in strength to strength with the more games he plays in that position. Yeah, and even overlap Malone last night in front of the yeah. Colbert A&M, which was, I mean, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he got it, but, you know, it's nice to see him there. And I think it's really good. I think it's, you know, it's a similar system to how Sheffield United played when they went up mm-hmm. um, with the over, with uh, overlapping uh, wing, uh, centre-backs. And, and it's, a, it's a good system. I think with Ballard as well, I think Ballard wants to do that as well. He looks like he wants to come forward with it and and mm-hmm. get up with Danny Danny on the right and support him. So yeah, I mean it, it all gives us numbers in attack, which which can never be a bad thing. Just whether we can stop counter attacks, but by the looks of it, we're we're pretty solid at that too. So yeah, good stuff. And an opposition eleven full of ex Mill players in there. I mean, obviously Portsmouth's eleven. I think it was a four-two-three-one sort of lineup. Alex Battingall, Callum Johnson, Sean Raggett, who was quite superb, I think, for their, for their defense. Uh, Clark Robertson, Connor Ogleve. Ryan Tunnicliffe and Sean Williams in the middle. Uh, obviously, we, make, we, make, uh, we mentioned Hackett Fairchild, who got the goal. Gassan Adme from, I think he's online from Norwich. Ronan Curtis and Super John Marquis, Lewis and Lewis and John up front. I mean, it, it was just bizarre, wasn't it? I think uh, two or three occasions, like we're clapping the Portsmouth players, and then they're, and then Portsmouth players, uh, Portsmouth fans are clapping our players. Obviously, Ryan Jed Wallace uh, playing, Ryan Tunnicliffe, uh, Sean Williams obviously getting an ovation. Even Ben Thompson when he's warming up in the second half, like they're singing, sign him up, sign him up, sign him up. It was. It's almost like a celebration game almost of ex-players for each club. Yeah, it was really, really strange. I mean, yeah. I think one other player that, that didn't make it onto the pitch yesterday was Mark Beavers. Um, I think Beavers still plays for Peterborough. I think I watched him on the... Peterborough, yeah. Not Portsmouth, yeah. huh? Oh, see, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's where I went wrong, see. <laughs> oh, no. See, that, that's where I went wrong, see. I was questioning that yesterday in my head. I was thinking, no, I'm pretty sure he plays for... But then uh, that, 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 that makes sense. You even now. said Peterborough Day as well, to be fair. Yeah, I was going to say Peterborough. Yeah, I was going to say Peterborough. I had a moment there. Um, no, but no, it was good to see plenty of ex Bill players playing. I thought Williams got the um, ovation he deserved when he came off. As Raul said, I don't know whether that was planned or whether that was tactical, you know, bring yeah. him off in front of the front of the supporters. But 
you know, it was he, he was he deserves that, and it's obviously hard when you when you leave a club um, after what was it seven years, eight seven and a half eight years, and you yeah. don't get get a sort of a farewell. Same with Fergie, really, isn't it? Um, obviously, Williams is lucky enough to be able to get a, a moment that to come back and play against us. And one thing we did, we spoke about, it, didn't we, on the chat last night, was when we scored. Uh, when they scored, Williams didn't celebrate, which was obviously. Uh, a sign of uh, respect and you get muted celebrations like that but you don't normally get anyone to stand on the uh, don't even go and celebrate which was I guess good of him yeah I mean let's talk about that first goal obviously I think uh, for Portsmouth opening the scoring I think it was only like 5-10 minutes in at the time uh, we mentioned Hackett Fairchild racing the Ray. I think it was Wallace dropped deep didn't he to about the halfway line and I'm pretty sure I think it was uh, Hutchinson that played the ball into him Jed's gone to play a first time to Cooper and kind of just misplaced it, I guess. Fakir Herchard was like straight there to close it down, took on the defenders and to be fair to him, stuck it past Long. And I think, you know, as we said before the game, I mean, before recording now, was Long at culpable for that goal. But I think if anything, it was just a well-struck strike and you couldn't really get behind it, I think. No, I mean, I think it was, Jed, Jed was a bit casual um, with his pass, probably, you know, just expected it to go back to Cooper. We were out of shape as well. So, of, of course, we were always vulnerable when we, when we lost it there. And you got an attacker driving at two defenders who... Uh, by by the looks of it, he was very quick as well. Um, with the way he drove that boy, he was confident when he drove it, and and to hit it like that was a, was a really good strike. Um, they were keen on celebrating in front of the Millwall fans, weren't they? Um, which is always which is something yeah. you I've missed so much. I mean, even though <laughs> you, you're annoyed when they scored, it's just nice to have fans back in the stadium to even be able to you know boo them when they when they come up and celebrate in, in front of you, you know. And that that I think that just makes the game really. It was a good goal. Um, but I always questioned how we how we'd respond from that. I was worried a little bit that we might we might you know struggle for the next 10, 15 minutes and they might nick another one. Um, but luckily that wasn't to be, and we were, we were able to to respond. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we got a response ten minutes later. I think that goal actually was in the fourth minute, by the way. So it's kind of playing the context. Obviously, straight back at us there. Um, but about I think eighteen, nineteen minute mark, maybe twenty minutes. Uh, Scott Malone's there to obviously tap in a rebound from Jed Wallace's shot. I think it was Romeo initially, obviously doing the hard work down the right hand side, wasn't it? And he obviously got to the byline, put the ball into the box. Bradshaw does well to keep it alive. Who obviously was back in the side, kind of you know buzzing around that he normally does. Uh, Wallace has the initial shot and the keeper just parries it into the path of Malone and to be fair to him, tucks it away, a couple of players in the way. But like we said, you know, Malone's there to kind of pick up the pieces and obviously get his first goal of the season. Yeah, he doesn't phase him, I don't think, any any players being around him. He just, he knows what he wants to do. He sticks it at the back of the net and it's a really good finish. Um, he's really composed in front of goal, Malone, which is really impressive for a wing-back. Um, you know, and he'll be key to us this year. It'd be great if we can get you know, Danny McNamara or Marlon Romeo, whoever plays on that right, if they can sort of try and replicate what Malone does on the left in terms of in front of goal, it could be really, really, really exciting down the wing. Um, but but the, what, what what I find is really good is, is the fact that he's actually there in the first place in the box. You know, it's quite easy for him to sit off and, you know, you know, watch out for the counter-attack. But he's in the box. He wants, wants make, he's making things happen and he, get, and he gets his reward for being there. I think that's the perk of the two wing backs, isn't it? Like they want to just bomb forward, got the license to do so with the three centre halves in that formation as well. And I think just like with Malone in particular, he, he always looks knackered halfway through the game, but he still has that kind of second urge to keep running, keep running, keep running. And I think he just is like, he loves the idea of not defending, even though he is a defender by nature. I think he just prefers bombing forward, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and I, I, I saw it at QPR as well. We, he almost drifts inside sometimes. He lets Cooper go across to, to the left and, and he and he comes into the midfield almost, or against QPR that he was on the right when when we we cut when we broke. So I think he just loves attacking, as you said, and he just he wants to be doing that all the time. Um, obviously with Millwall, 
you know, against certain teams this year, like Fulham and stuff, we're not going to be able to do that because obviously they'll they'll keep a lot of possession and we'll have to be, you know, quite um we'll, we'll, have, to be, we'll have to be structured and, and be disciplined in you know and the way we defend. So he needs to, you know, learn to just sit in sometimes. But his his pace on the counter attack is crucial. And if we can build up a bit of momentum, like we do in games, I think every every game you'll get a bit of, you'll get a spell of of, of of momentum. He'll be crucial to that because even he's crossing yesterday or to Matt Smith, um you know, when Smith could have made it three, you know, that 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 just shows his capability down the left and he's a real attacking threat for us. Absolutely. I mean, we mentioned then obviously the second goal and you obviously already namely name dropped Ryan Leonard into that. But obviously, if you've not watched the game, see the highlights of it because it was a great uh, run from the back from Leonard. Picks out Bradshaw again um, and Bradshaw is involved, but he bounces back to Wallace. He puts the ball into the box. I think it got a slight little nick off a defender's head, but, you know, George Havel's there to tuck it away. And I think Rout was quite complimentary on the game. Like the finish was top class, he said. And yeah, he took it superbly, didn't he? Oh yeah, brilliant. I mean, he's had to adjust his feet there, as Raoul did say in his in his interview. If you watch it back, he's had to. It looks like it's coming to his right, and he's had to adjust it to his left, and and it's just sort of just snuck past the keeper. Um, mm. at, at first, when he first did, I didn't think it was him. Um, but obviously, when it went in, it was a really good strike, and, and I think by the way he celebrated and and the, and the way that he was yesterday, it just shows that he really, really wants to be back at the den, and maybe it is what right what Neil Warnock said. Maybe he did, maybe maybe it is right, maybe he did push through a, a move back to Millwall, which if he did, if, he, if that is true, that's really, really nice to hear. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think just before half-time, wasn't it, Afobi had a good chance, didn't he? I think we pressed the Portsmouth back line. I think Malone gets the inception, and I think is 10 yards out, on the turn, swivels, and forces a good save from the keeper, but I think he would like to see that hit the back of the net, wouldn't he, just as a little sour note there in the first half. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Afobi. I think he's getting chances, which is really positive, which is, um, you know, I guess more than you can say for some other some of our other attackers. Uh, I mean, last year, uh, we didn't really see likes of Bod, uh, Bradshaw, them sort of players getting into those positions. I think Ben Afobi's positioning is really, really good. Like against QPR the other day, he rolled his defender on his left foot and got a strike away. Had that been a bit stronger, that might have gone in. And, and it's good to see him getting chances. Obviously, he'd like to be tacking them away. Um, but he's got the full support of the crowd. I mean, numerous times last night he was that we sung his name, and that would that would only give him confidence. And yeah, he's a top. I think he, I do believe he's a really good striker, and I think he'll come alive when he when he gets that first league goal for us. I think he's just happy to be here as well. I think you know, I think he feels like it's a home for him. I think he, he realizes that hopefully he's going to be our main man, and hopefully it does click for him. I think he's got a lot of faith in his own ability, and I think. He knows that it's just a kind of a moment. This will be a moment of time, really, just to kind of where it falls into place for him, and he obviously then kicks on from there. Hopefully, yeah, he's got he's got that class about him. I mean, even even when he nips up on the, sometimes he, he receives the ball on the left, and he he beat, he beat, tries to beat his defender that way. And I think he's just as you said, his confidence is is high, even when he's not scoring. Jeb Waller said it a couple of weeks ago that them, them sort of players they don't need uh, goals to get confidence. He said that you know he's always confident, and and Jed described him as a top class striker, which I, I do believe he could be. Um, if he can, if he can get get going uh, for us this year, I mean Savile and Jed in behind and with, alongside him will only help. Um, obviously playing together at Wolves, so he's got that. He's got that players in behind him and, and next to him that that he knows. Um, can we maybe? The only thing I would say is maybe can we try and find a partner to play with him? Maybe with Jed in behind, maybe. Um, can we maybe go into the transfer market and try and get one more? And then put Jed in behind. That's the only thing I would say, maybe just to give him a little bit more help up there, because Jed's often dropping back, isn't he, in that in that striker position, which makes him a little bit isolated. But yeah, Benicophobia, I'm really excited to see if he can try and kick on this year. I just wonder if it's made up for a Josh Windass. I know he signed the contract, didn't he, the other day at Sheffield Wednesday, which is unfortunate. So, but a Josh Windass ilk sort of player in that sense. I thought Wallace done okay yesterday, but 
I'm, I think I'm more of a fan for it with him playing up front in that too, um, purely because he then peels off to the right a lot, makes runs in behind, and he's almost that kind of wide winger that we all really want him to be, pulls off a lot of the time. But I agree with you. I think we, the element of we, we don't really have, we're quite one dimensional where we obviously have the centre backs bombing forward quite a bit. We have the wing backs bombing forward. But if you kind of negate that threat in the wide areas, what can we do in the middle to break teams down? Um, and I thought Wallace a couple of times dropped deep. And obviously, like I said, for, for, for their goal, he unfortunately gave it away. But we need a player to kind of get on the ball, turn and run at the opposition players, I think, just like how Leonard did for the second goal. If we have that kind of forward threat, like a Mahoney could do if he was on his game, so to speak, I think he would just add another kind of dimension to us. I don't know what you reckon about that. No, I absolutely agree. And I think that, that some of the, I guess the problem with, with the way we play is that um, the substitutes on the bench, such as Bradshaw Smith and stuff, I don't think by the looks of it with, obviously Bradshaw was ready to go the other day against QPO, wasn't he? And he never came on. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that shows you that he, he wasn't so keen on bringing Bradshaw on the other day. Um, and the striker he sort of seems to go to is Smith, which, you know, is fantastic off the bench because he gives us a completely different dimension. But the problem with it is, is that he completely changed the way we play. So we almost need a like for like for Benicophobia, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess the closest one to that is Bradshaw. But then you know, is in you know, has tr- tr- he got faith in Bradshaw to to come off and do the work that Brad Benicophobia does? And you know, because Phobia is very, I think his first touch is very good at Phobia, whereas Bradshaw's can be sometimes a little bit loose. Um, so maybe we we need one more in that position as well as someone that can drive at the defence. Windass would be a brilliant signing, even though he's out injured as well. Yeah, maybe if he's out injured, could we get him for a reduced fee? I don't know, um, but maybe also another player that could be doing like that is Bennett, isn't it? Um, obviously, he's a big miss for the time being. Yeah, you um, stole my words there. I think Bennett could be. I mean, whilst you're talking, there, I'm thinking maybe Bennett is that player because he does like to pick the ball up from deep and kind of run with it, and he's that kind of rawness as well, isn't he? Which is kind of what I feel like we're missing there. So, yeah, we we'll have to wait and see. What did you make of the second half red card straight after half time? It was, I think, the right back Johnson. Obviously, I think it was one of those where he because he was out of control in the modern day so to speak he's both his feet are off the floor I think you've got no arguments with it but you could easily see it kind of begin as a yellow card and play on with it so to speak couldn't you if it was the other way around yeah I thought it was I mean at first obviously when when the chuckles goes in and Bradshaw you know is, is on the floor it, it seemed like quite a quite a reckless challenge but looking it back I don't think it was there was anything in it as such there was no no malice in it as, as Raul uh, describes um, uh, what I thought was more funny is the way he sprinted off the pitch after he got a, a red card I thought that was message what up what up it's heather's cousin you dated her in college or maybe you were just in the same class anyway i heard you bought a boat my man let's hit the water oh and heather told me you always liked uh snacks and stuff so i could totally bring some chips when you get a boat you also get new friends make sure progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as a hundred dollars a year hey also i'm a little short on cash so can you cover the chips thanks i can see why heather liked you progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states on August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. It's quite yeah. funny. He didn't want any chance towards him, did he? He was off. He was gone. Yeah. Um, I thought the ref actually was looking to overturn it when he was talking to his line. I, I wasn't sure what he was doing, to be honest. Um, obviously, he booked Cooper, didn't he, and, and one of their players. Um, but no, I, I do I do think it was probably a little bit harsh. Um, and 
I think uh, that did, as Raul said, killed the game off a little bit because we struck, we didn't, um, we we always struggle to make that what that uh, one man extra advantage count, don't we? All the time, we even when we're one 0 down or one one or even winning, we struggle to make it count. And yesterday, I think you know it, maybe it did just change the change the dimension of the game, and, and maybe that suited Pompey a little bit more just to sit in, and because then we struggled to break them down after that. I think that's all me what it is, and I agree with you. I think Wright said it after the game as well, didn't he? Like, I think that's when teams sit back with 10 men. I mean, they were time-wasting, even like they're watching the clock kind of go down even the last five, 10 minutes. Because I think they just kind of thought, we'll get that one opportunity and hopefully we take it. But we're down to 10 men here. Let's not kind of turn this into a hiding. And I think with that, the game kind of did change a bit. I think Malone obviously had a couple of chances on the left. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Smith hitting the post when he came on. I think also we saw a few other substitutes, didn't we? I think... Um, obviously Mahoney came on. I think, what did you make of Mahoney when he came on? In, in Sparks, he showed what he's about. I remember on the right side in front of Colgo Leyland, where he like he, got, he fanks across with his left, turns the player and then puts a good ball into the box as well. And it's just begging to be tapped away. Um, like I'm saying, I, I, just, I really want Mahoney to have a good season here, Kai. That's what I really kind of hope for. But I'll be honest with you, I'm glass half full of a lot of things. With Mahoney, I'm glass half empty because I, I don't think it's going to work for him here. I, I've said it a couple of times on the show, but... I'm not convinced, basically. Tell me to be convinced, mate. Help me out. <laughs> no, I, I was pleased to see Mahoney come on yesterday. Um, I would have liked to see him start. I uh, just think that's important minutes for him. Obviously, he didn't start. Um, and when he came on, he showed glimpses, didn't he? I mean, there was one time just in front, you know, back, uh, near the away end, he's, he's dummied a player when he's gone to kick it as well. So it just shows he... I think Mahoney is a bit of a flair player as such. Um, and yesterday with 10 men was a perfect time to bring him on because... Don't think Mahoney's work rate is as good is as high as the other players. So, um, and with ten men, you probably can afford one person to be a little bit um, more laboured. Um, but even having saying that, when he when he went to left wing back to replace Malone, I thought he worked really hard down that left to win the ball back, and and he, mm. he didn't actually look quite strong. Uh, and when he got on the ball, he looked dangerous, but it just didn't quite work out. Could he couldn't quite come inside and have a shot? And the, and the crosses he did put in were just no, no one was just unfortunately not there to to poke it home but overall I thought he came on and, and he looked attacking he looked an attacking threat um just unfortunately couldn't, couldn't make anything of it no you're right I think uh, obviously we had that kind of a couple of chances I feel like the keeper came forward a couple of times and Afobi had a chance to score from about 30 yards out done all the hard work and then as he goes to place it just puts it over I think Savile had the same opportunity about 10 minutes later didn't he as well uh, and then we had a real heart and mouth moment didn't we where that man Hackett Fairchild races through again against our centre-halves I think Long does well to come out and kind of smother the ball a bit, but it falls to him again. And then there's Ryan Leonard out of nowhere to clear it off the line, isn't it? Kind of a, a goal-saving contribution to win the game for Mill. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing with Leonard. He's, you know, I, I do like Leonard. I think he's I think he's so versatile. and I just don't think having... I just wonder whether anyone else would have, you know, may had the idea of getting back on the line. That's a really, you know, it's a bit of an instinct, isn't it, to, to get mm-hmm. back on the line straight away. You can't think about it too much, otherwise no one would have got there. Um, and then Leonard's instincts is to get back on the line and, and to, to clear it away, which I thought he did really, really well at. Um, you know, had they scored that, it goes to penalties and then it goes a little bit more nerve-wracking, doesn't it? So, it was, yeah, it was good to, to wrap it up in 90 minutes. I saw penalties about a month ago today, mate. I don't need to see penalties again, all right? I saw it about a month ago of England. I'm heartbroken for me. I'm devastated. I'm not ready to see another penalty shootout, albeit <laughs> in the first round of the Carabao Cup in a competition we're never going to win. But still, don't need to see it. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Full time. I think, obviously, apart from that, you know, I think Portsmouth grew into it a little bit towards the end, but nothing too over the top. And uh, it sets us up nicely to kind of, you know, hopefully going to Saturday, rocking all over the world was playing, mate. And 
hopefully that's kind of the momentum we need now to kind of go to the den. Obviously, we'll talk about Blackburn in the next part, but it's important to get that home form going, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think any any win at home is a good win at home. Um, it's nice to get a win in a competitive game, not just like a pre-season friendly. I know there wasn't any friendly to the den, but it's nice to get a competitive win at the den. Yes, that's always a, a good one. But question for you, who do you want in the second round? A <laughs> um, West Ham in the second round. Can we get that? Yeah. yeah, okay, there you go. I'll say it. Give us West Ham. It's time It's time we had West Ham. I'll take away. I'll take it at home. Don't mind. But West Ham, how about yourself? Who would you want? I'm probably similar. They're more Palace. Um, but I wouldn't mind um, a game against uh, Wimbledon. Nice. Oh, yeah. I saw them last night beat Charlton and, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I know they're not, you know, they're not really rivals, but you know, a game against Wimbledon in the second round would be a, a good, a good game. Give our players, some of our fringe players, a little bit more um, experience and you know, a little a few more minutes. And Wimbledon always, you know, they they're an energetic and young side, so yeah, it'll be a, it'll, that'll be a good game as well. But yeah, my my first choice opponents would have to be West Ham, of course. There you go. That's what we want, mate. I think if we want the big one. I mean, if anyone's watching or listening, let us know who you'd like to have in the second round. I think is the draw today or is it like, this evening? I after think your... it's tonight. Yeah, after keeping yeah. your game. Cool. So, I mean, obviously, we'll know by tonight and this will go out about seven o'clock on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube and you've before the draw, let us know who you'd like to have. Um, and yeah, I think that's the end of part one here. I think obviously the reflection was quite good from us there. If you've enjoyed it, let us know. And uh, we'll be back in a second to preview Saturday's game against Blackburn. And welcome back to part number two of our sixth edition of the 2021-2022 season. Kai, we forgot to mention in part one, the Michael Kieftabell Club is growing in numbers. I had someone tweet me yesterday saying they've joined it. I think you're part of it now and you mate as well. So we're going to have to keep this going. I think the more he's playing, I think for me anyway, I wouldn't say he's my man of the match yesterday, but I just love everything he does. He's just a kind of, he's like a bit of a, just an enforcer, isn't he? Just brute force out there to kind of put tackles in, break play up and just give it to other players to go and contribute their play going forwards. Yeah, you're going to have to start a membership. Um, <laughs> he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Uh, you know, be part of the club, but no, he's, he's. I think he's really good. I just, I, I think he, he thrives off the fans, doesn't he? With the, with the tackles he made last night, there was some great tackles. Um, he goes flying into tackles, and there was even one last night that I was thinking to myself, "Don't go in for that. You're not going to win that." Yeah. And he, and he goes in and he wins it. You know. Yeah. There was a couple even, that he pulled. I remember the one in the second half where he goes for the ball and like his foot's like he's like gone for it, and he's just he's a normal player. Might have got if it was Ben Thompson, he'd get flung over over his head, but Keith would just go straight in for it, doesn't he? Like he loves it. I love. I mean, he loves it. He, he's just. It, the fans, he just like I think he just likes um, lifting the lifting the crowd as well. And there was yeah. one last night that that he thought about going in for, and he decided not to because I think he thought, "Nah, I'm not, the ref's already given one red card. I can't, I can't risk it." Um, but he's a clever player as well. He's the sort of player that will go around and 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 you know give you know commit fouls, but without really showing it's anything, you know, you know malicious or. And he, and he gives away tactical fouls that the ref thinks, well, you know, it's just a foul, it's an ordinary day foul. He's, he's very clever like that in the way he plays. I think the tackles he goes in for are fantastic. And his, his overall break up, breaking up the players is superb. I mean, the amount of times we got the ball last night and, and countered from him from him winning the ball was, yeah, I, I really rate him. And I think he has got a cracking strike on him because, you know, he nearly scored against QPR the other day. So, you know, it's exciting. Even though he's 30, I think he's he's got a couple of years left of, of, of the way he plays. 100%. I agree with you there. I mean, if he... If you enjoy playing in front of a half full uh, mill then yesterday, I think he's going to enjoy it a little bit more on Saturday when we have more fans there for our league game against Blackburn on Saturday, don't you reckon? Yeah, I think the atmosphere was really good last night, actually. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, for you know, for Carabao Cup matches, sometimes the only, the only one tier open, isn't it? One one stand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, no, it was a really good atmosphere last night and I thought Keith thrives off that. 
and Saturday will be even better against Blackburn. Um, you know, all for, uh, I don't know how many are going to be there, but maybe you know, maybe twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand Millwall fans, maybe with I think it's two thousand Blackburn. I think they've sold out, haven't they? I'm not sure. I think they have, yeah. So that that'll be good. Um, just hopefully we can get the win and and you know keep you know keep bringing more people into the Michael Keith and Bell fan club. That's it. Agreed, you mate. I mean, let's talk a bit about Blackburn. They won on Saturday against uh, Swansea City under new management. Obviously, Swansea were Tony Mowbray still in charge there. Uh, looks like Adam Armstrong's will be leaving the club. Obviously, I think he's. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but obviously Southampton agreed a deal with him there, and I know a few other Premier League clubs were interested. So he's not obviously involved at the moment, and he's normally as our kind of um, kryptonite, isn't he? Adam Armstrong, whether we play against him, he just always seems to score a goal, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's really good that he's not going to be playing on Saturday. Um, really good. So I mean, that I guess that. That limits their attacking options. It'll be, you know, he always, as you said, he always scores a goal against us, and and his celebrations a nightmare. Um, so that's that's a good one that's not going to be happening in front of my, in front of our stand because that that wouldn't go well very well because I, I I would not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I, I'm really pleased to that he's gone because obviously it'll give us a bit more of a boost on Saturday. Um, one player that I do like of theirs who is a real menace is uh, Tyrese Dolan. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought when he played us at the Den in was it March, I thought it was fantastic. Cool. I thought he just. I thought he just, you know, he just, even though he's so, he's so small, but he's just everywhere. Uh, we, we really struggled to contain him that day. But I think with a thought with a crowd and, you know, people singing at him, hopefully, and, and giving him a little bit of, you know, because it's always, it's easy to do it at an empty den, I think. You know, when there's, when there's no fans there and there's nothing there, I think, you know, like, like Louis Sibley, when he's got a hat trick against us with, with mm-hmm. Derby, I think, you know, it, I don't think that happens if there's a, if there's a full den. So I think that really influences how we do it. And, you know, maybe maybe it's turn up and they, they're not as free-flowing as they were back in March. And obviously last night's defeat will, will um, I guess, you know, their, their confidence would have been shot a little bit from that. Definitely. I think uh, when I look at their team, obviously, I think yesterday, they, by the way, they lost 2-1 to Morecambe. Obviously, Morecambe are, I think, are they, are they one now, Morecambe? I think they got right themselves, didn't they? I'm pretty sure, maybe. So, yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, Morecambe obviously aside that are kind of on the upside speak. But I think Blackburn changed it a little bit from the weekend, but still a lot of their first team players playing. When you said to me that you're scared of a certain player or kind of, you know, anxious about him, I thought you were going to say Ben Brereton Diaz, mate, because have you heard about Bre- Ben Brereton? <laughs> he's, he's now a Chile international somewhere out of nowhere and he was in the Copa America. Um, so I thought you might refer to him here. But yeah, obviously he's a player that's obviously, I think, quite young and obviously they've invested a lot of money into. I think that's what we need to kind of bear caution with a Blackburn. OK, yes, they've lost their talisman, their number nine in Adam Armstrong. But with that, like, you know, I think he's number seven, actually, just for record. But, uh, you know, Sam Gallagher, they signed for five million from Southampton a few years ago. Brereton, they signed from not for us for five, six million pounds as well. And, you know, they, they kind of over time gathered these players and tried to, you know, they had the opportunity, yes, to go up. And a lot of people this year are kind of thinking they're going to kind of go into a lull this year. But I think, you know, it's worth bearing in mind whilst they lose uh, Armstrong, they've still got players in there they've spent a bit of money on before that are kind of maturing with age a little bit still. Yeah, and, and the money they get from from Armstrong will be will be, will be I think it's about twenty million, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. So they'll they'll have money to reinvest it. And by the way, that that uh, Ben Brereton, who's on the Coca Cola advert the other day, I saw that. Was he that on Twitter? Yeah, he's on a Chilean Coca Cola advert. Unbelievable. Is, Ben Brereton is, Diaz came out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember him playing for Nottingham Forest in a cup game against Arsenal about four years ago, and thinking, "Cool, he's a handful. He's only like twenty two years old." And he's eighteen back then. I was like, okay. And then I think Blackman played like seven million pounds from us. I'm stupid, but play for Chile out of nowhere and he doesn't really score loads of goals I know he scored on the weekend first game back but it's just kind of it's a bizarre one isn't it it's like it's like having uh Jed Wallace suddenly turn out for like I don't know Colombia or something do you know what I mean and then we call him Jed Wallace Diaz out, out of the blue it's just kind of you expect it <laughs> do you know what I mean it was a bit bizarre wasn't it 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he never used to be called Diaz, did he? No. I'm pretty sure it was just Ben, ben Burrison. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost <laughs> changed his whole he's changed his whole outlook and his whole persona, hasn't he? That's it. Which is I mean, oh hats oh, hats off to him. He's playing international football and he's yeah. doing well. So uh, no, he's he'll be a threat as well. Um yeah, but I think Blackburn are a club that are in a little bit of um a bit of problem with the fact that they haven't I don't think they've they haven't moved with the times, they haven't recruited. Like, I mean, a couple of years ago, as you said, they they brought on these players and they look like they were gonna go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't kept that kept that up and they haven't continued to add to their squad. Um, they've been sort of happy with what they've got. Uh, but players like Bradley Dack, who will return probably what, two months, maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's injured again, injury. isn't he? It's a shame, yeah. really. Another ligament injury in his knee, isn't it? So it's a shame. Yeah, he's another quality player, isn't he? And mm. and you know, but Armstrong will be a big loss, but it'll be interesting to see how they spend that money. As long as they don't come and get Jeb Wallace or anything like that, I don't. I don't care. That, that is the fear, isn't it? I did think about yeah. that. Like, it, okay, yes, he wants to move to a Premier League club, or he's kind of hoping to kind of you know go somewhere. I think for him, Blackburn would be a sideways step unless they sign three or four players to show real intent and you know offer him silly money. Then I don't, I don't think that would be a possibility. But you're right. Like if they did reinvest that money, I think they've got the Venkies in charge still there at the club and they're the owners at the moment. But and apparently they're not really investing in the club at the moment, but you know with that money they really could go and kind of you know pull up some strings in the league, so to speak. So it's worth looking out for there. I think what I'm hoping for on Saturday, mate, I'm hoping that a phobie and Wallace and the ilk of that can you know really take advantage of some players like Daniel Ayala, who was at Middlesbrough a few years ago, tall centre half, but he's not really got a lot of speed. And I'm I'm hoping that's like that kind of position where you know, we play balls in behind, you know, cause real threat in the wide areas as well and hopefully take advantage of that and maybe score a couple of goals on Saturday and win it quite comfortably, fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be lovely to keep a clean sheet as well. That, that I think that's one thing I'd like I'd like to see. Um, obviously, we've conceded two goals in two games, which, you know, we're very different. I get, well, not massively different, but last night's defence was a bit closer mm-hmm. um, to what we'd like, what we obviously with Cooper in, in the back. But then again, Murray Wallace was, was great against QPR as well. So I think... I think Ballard, Hutchinson, and Cooper probably are Rowett's first first choice three yeah. uh, at the back with with Danny and Malone at uh, wing backs. Um, no, but it'd be lovely to score a couple of goals. It's, it's nice to see us score two last night. Good to see us score one. And we're not we're not ha- we're not um, having problems creating goal uh, creating chances, are we? I think that's that's the positive against QPR. We we created quite a few chances as well. Our problem is maybe just putting it in the back of the net, which is you know. We don't. We all. Well, I think we've probably quite. We've struggled with that quite for quite a few years, haven't we? Since we've had a Gregory or Morrison and such putting it in the back of the net for us. But you know, I think that will come with match fitness, and I hope Phoebe can be the the man to do it. That's it. Hopefully, just like I said, that opportunity falls to him, and he had that kind of chance yesterday. I feel like to get off the score sheet, but you know, it, it's, it's gone. It's forgotten, and he's that kind of striker, like we said in the first part. You know, you'll get on with it and move on, but. You just want him to get one kind of stroke of luck, isn't it? And just kind of kick him on. And I think if we do score early against a team like Blackburn, you know, they've sold, they're selling Armstrong. They're in a kind of tricky position at the moment. I think I could see it as a kind of game where we can kind of go on strength to strength, especially first home league game of the season, Kai. You know, 15,000 fans there, fingers crossed. Um, And, you know, it could be a real opportunity to kind of stamp our authority and back up that really good draw last week at QPR. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's right because. You know they're going to be missing their key key man. You know they're they're going to have to get used to it without him. But it's like if we were missing Jed, I think we'd probably you know struggle to create a little bit, probably mm-hmm. a bit be a bit like oh what's, what, what what how do we do this? And they'll be just getting to grips with how they're going to play without Armstrong. And I think that could that could be a real uh, benefit to us. And hopefully we can take advantage of it. Definitely, fingers crossed, mate. You gonna give me a prediction? I'm gonna go earlier and ask you for one. Marsha here. Ah, uh, I'll go two now. 
Nice. I'll tell you what. I I yeah. It's probably snake in the water I'm drinking, but I'm going to go 3 0. We're going to score early Ooh. and we're going to win it comfortably. There you go. I think it's going to look really stupid come Sunday when we're sitting here <laughs> and me and you are both back on the show. I want to go, yeah, about that. I was like, I told you 3 0, but just the other way around. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'll probably say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never said who was going to win. That's it. That's it. I think, um, no, but I think I'm, I'm kind of confident. I think yesterday was an important result in the sense of momentum is going to be built, I feel like, from that result. You know, I think right done the right thing. I, I did kind of think it'd be more changes. I'd love to have seen Alex Mitchell play last night, for example. I'd love to have seen, you know, other players come into the fold like Tienza and, you know, give him a chance. But in reality, looking back on that, first game back at the Den for 18 months, you know, good cup atmosphere there. John Berylson in the stadium as well. And obviously he's going to be back on Saturday as well. I think, you know, there's kind of an element there of just, you know, get that momentum going and hopefully carry it in Saturday's game and kind of go out there and do the business, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I saw something the other day that said that Berylson's going to do a speech, is it, or on Saturday? I think he's going to be presented and... the pitch on, on on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be that'll build that'll build a nice little atmosphere as well. Um I think Berylson's worked wonders for Millwall, hasn't he? Um, you know, he's kept the club afloat in 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 um, COVID, and he's he's continued to invest, which is you know hats off to him. And yeah, he deserves to be back at the at the den, supporting the team that he that he's um, he's worked so hard for. Yeah, I mean, I think about you know the last eighteen months, no fans at the, in the game in the crowd, so to speak, and obviously you know the den being empty, but also that guy. You know, we had the summer where we've not sold anyone, we're not cashed in on anyone. We look, released Sean Williams, released Shane Ferguson, and a couple of other people. But, you know, we've invested in the likes of George Savile coming back. Ballard coming on loan, I'm sure, will be a hefty wage kind of thing to cover. Um, you know, a phobia up front as well. I'm sure he's not on peanuts at Stoke City. You know, it's kind of, there's a real intent there from, you know, the club. And also in January, even, to sign Keith and Bell Nevins. That, like, you know, Rao is getting the back in from the chairman. And we, like you said, we've got to be thankful for that, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think, and hopefully, if we can shift one or two out, we might be able to bring another one in as well. Um you know, probably be a loan, I'd assume. Um, well, you never know. It could be a permanent deal for maybe a lower league striker. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice if we can get one more in. And if we can, then I think that, that's been a really, really good window. Definitely. I think that's everything from us. Uh, you got anything else you want to add or you're good? I think that's, I think that's it, yeah. Hopefully we can get yeah. three points at the Den on Saturday and, and kick off the, the home, home well campaign with a win. Yeah, I mean, the weather was good last night and it's good today and tomorrow. Apparently, it's going to get shit again by the weekend. So, you know, our Saturdays are back. But I think, you know, there's a conspiracy somewhere where someone's trying to mess with our weekends a little bit there. But <laughs> it is or it is indeed. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining me, Kai. If you're new around here, guys, be sure to check us out. I mean, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Leave the like on the video. Uh, leave your comments below. We love replying to them in the comments below and obviously giving our kind of opinion back. And obviously, if you've got anything constructive to say, be sure to let us know. Uh, check us out on Twitter at that mill pods. Uh, thanks to anyone that nominated for us in the Football Content Awards. I think we'll find out in a few days what's going on with that one, but we do appreciate the many votes that came in. Check out our website. I think if I didn't plug it, Mickey would probably try and find out where I live and uh, come after me because he's put a lot of work into that website. And that's www.datmillpodcast.co.uk. Uh, a lot of new features in there. And obviously, we'll be back on probably Thursday with a score prediction. Uh, score prediction a score prediction obviously we're involved in the score predictions we'll do that then at the moment and obviously i believe in my predictions in every week so watch out for that and uh yeah roll on saturday kai let's have it fingers crossed three points come on you lions
At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.